0: the head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks, Dave Van Horn. Coach, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon?
1: I'm doing good. The weather uh, has finally cleared up up here in northwest Arkansas. I don't think we've seen the sun but a few hours last week, and I guess that's kind of the way we all feel, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I know we feel that way here in central Arkansas, that is for sure, Coach. But I'm curious because with everything kind of coming to a halt as a coach, 24-7, 365, you're always doing something. You're recruiting, you're coaching, you're developing and all of that. But since that's kind of come to a halt, what, what is Coach Dave Van Horn doing with his time right now?
1: Well, just a little bit of everything, honestly. It's been, been really difficult just trying to get your mind around the season you know, just kind of disappearing. Uh, just, you know, I was thinking today, you know, we'd be we'd be playing a night game tonight at Troy. We'd already have six games in the league under our belt. Had uh, the old Miss this weekend. And none of it's going to happen. I know the players are just extremely disappointed. It's uh, it's just uh, it's been a really difficult time. But what do I do? A little bit of everything. I've been out. I've mowed. I've got some land. I've been out there mowing with my tractor, just thinking. I've been on the phone with recruits. Uh, you name it, probably. I've been doing
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I, the, the whole mowing thing, I guess it is that time of year, too. I didn't realize that uh, I figured you'd have somebody do that for you, Coach.
1: Well, I've got some land that's away from my house. I've always taken care of my own yard and uh, really until just the last few years, it was just took so much time. But, you know, I've got a big piece of property that uh, it's just kind of like farmland. But I'll, I like to take care of it. I don't know if you call it taking care of it. I mow it. Uh, to me, it's just a way to get away from things. And it seems like half the time I'm out there, I'm, I'm on the phone anyway. So getting something done.
0: Well, there you have it. Well, well Coach, I- I'm curious to know your thoughts on this because obviously. Uh, It's unprecedented for everybody dealing with all of this. But one of the things that I know that the NCAA, and you even alluded to it a little bit on your teleconference, is about uh, the relief for some of the spring athletes, whether it's uh, giving the seniors another year. Uh, There's been a lot of things being thrown around. Uh, As far as that goes, though, do you feel like this will open up some more adjustments and some opportunities to meet with the NCAA and maybe they can adjust and fix some things that are wrong with college baseball, specifically maybe with the scholarship allotment that they're getting right now?
1: Well, that's what we're all hoping, um, you know, that they'll, first off, you know, give these guys some relief and give them their year back. I mean, we only played 16 games. and There's a lot of young players that only played a little bit. Five, six, seven, eight at bats, a couple games, uh, pitched an inning here, a couple outs there. That there's no way that they should have that year count against them. Uh, you know, it shouldn't just be the seniors that get their year back. Uh, it needs to be everybody. Yeah, it'll make a little bit of a, heart, a headache for scholarships and counter spots and rosters, but in college baseball, we'll figure it out. And, and we always do. Every year, there's always difficulties because of scholarships and kids signing and not signing and telling you they're not going to come and they end up showing up and, uh, we deal with it but we're hoping that some good conversations come out of this and and, and at a minimum down the road whether it be in a year or two uh, we'll, we'll have more scholarships because it's, it's definitely long overdue
2: Coach you talk about having those conversations How how much of the conversations have you been able to have about the futures with maybe the NCAA, the SEC, Hunter check about what uh, the future holds?
1: Well, you know, we've just talked really more with with our coaches in our league and, and, you know, maybe some of the commissioners of our league in the SEC that keep an eye on things about our needs and what we want to do and uh you know, when it comes to the NCAA, uh, we don't talk to them. The coaches do It's got to be somebody above us. Uh, but we're always talking about these things and bringing these things up. And we have a ABCA Coaches Association uh, that, that worked for us. And you know, there's a lot of things that are brought up to the NCA that we'd like to have. And most of the time, we don't get it. And uh, we're hoping that you know this this is a good time that uh, maybe maybe some of these things are going to start happening that are, like you said earlier, they're long overdue.
2: And, Coach, you talk about being in communication with recruits and your players. How do you think your players have handled all of this um, th- that we've been having to deal with? And it's been a world pandemic. It's not just here. But how do you feel like the players have been able to handle this?
1: Well, I think first and foremost, I mean, they're – They're disappointed, but they, I know that they understand that, you know, this is what we have to do and it's not like it's just baseball or just athletics. It's everything. So, uh, they get it, but there's, there's a lot of disappointment, you know, when you put in so much time working out and training and just kind of where we were, you know, we we just played a really tough non-conference schedule and we're starting to play well. Get some of the younger guys involved, especially on the mound. And you know, I think we'd won our last four games after dropping some games, and, and uh, we were in a good place. We were ready for league play to start. And it, it just, uh, you know, the look in their face when I told them was uh, it was really sad. It was very difficult uh, for me personally to be the bearer of bad news. I think they knew something was coming maybe not to the extreme that it was and I don't think anybody's well none of us really saw it being as extreme as it was at first now we obviously we get it but uh, I don't know how they're handling it because I haven't seen them they've been out and about they're all scattered they're supposed to go home and get off campus and you know we've just been texting and talking to some of the guys here and there kind of divided it up amongst the coaches to stay in contact with these guys and uh, but but they're, you know, like everybody else. I mean, they're just they're just sad. They're sad, and they uh, feel like that something was taken away from them, but it's, 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 it's the way it is.
2: And, Coach, with the Razorback baseball program, you've had a lot of success, and with that success, you have players that move on, and there's also the possibility with everything happening that there may not be a Major League Baseball draft. What are your thoughts on that possibility of a Major League Baseball draft not happening?
1: Well, you know, I'll stay as close to that as I can, talking with uh, a couple of general managers, big league general managers uh, with a couple organizations, and I, I really believe that there will be a draft. I think it might be a little bit shorter. Instead of 40 rounds, maybe it'll be 20, maybe it'll be 15. I have no idea up there. Just kind of talking like everybody else, speculating a little bit. But uh, I would be really surprised if there was not a draft. Uh, just because you know it would it would slow down a lot of things for the MLB then or they would try to have one you know in the fall or over the holidays which would mess everybody up and uh, you know we're going to have some guys that are definitely going to get drafted really high they'll sign Um, it's the ones that are in the middle it's the ones that you know they're not sure yet are they going to be a Eight, were they going to be a 10th-round pick, 15th-round pick? Were they going to sign for whatever they were going to be offered there? I mean, it's really hard to say, but, uh, you know, we I want them to have a draft, and I want them to have it as close to normal as possible and get these kids signed so we know where to go from there.
0: Well, Coach, I think that with the with the draft, everyone's hoping that it ends up going on, and I hope that you're right that it ends up happening. But for some of your guys, specifically like uh, the 2K and then Heston Kerstad, have you heard as far as, like, scouts or anything as far as what they think about them in the draft, what rounds they're looking at, just kind of what's the profile look like for their draft status in the upcoming draft?
1: Well, all three of those guys, they'll they'll definitely be gone. I mean, I don't have to get into detail about what the scouts think about them. They love them, and uh, they're going to – they will draft those kids high. Um and whether they go in the first round, second, third, fourth bit, they're going to go high enough to get paid pretty good. And uh, I don't see any of them not coming back unless something crazy happened. Uh, again, if, if they're awarded their year back and you know they, they could come back and have some bargaining power next year. and they didn't get the money that they wanted, you know, it would make it a lot easier for them to come back. Uh, but I don't see that happening. I think that uh, they've all had in their mind that they were going to go to college for three years, play pro ball, and try to make it to the big leagues, and 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 come back and, and chip away and, and get that degree in the future. And uh, we always encourage that. But uh, I, I would see that those guys will definitely have a really good opportunity to sign it and sign for a good amount of money.
0: Speaking with Coach Dave Van Horn here on the West End Cigars Hotline on 103.7 The Buzz Out of Bounds. Uh, Coach, I want to shift gears a little bit maybe talk a little more uh, fun stuff about uh, college baseball and your Razorback team with you. Uh, Out of curiosity, do you ever really go back and look at some of the old games, old players, old film, stuff from your career at Arkansas as a head coach where you just kind of go back and look at certain things, maybe try to enjoy certain things of uh, great moments that you've had?
1: You know, every now and then in the offseason, uh, you know, I might pull up a highlight just to kind of chuckle a little bit. I think about Brady Tube's Grand Slam home run in 04 and what a special moment that was. And the program's history, honestly, um, gave us an opportunity to get to the next game, which we won. So instead of losing in the regional, we, we won the regional, and then we went on to win the Super Regional and, you know, got to the World Series for the first time in 15 years. Uh, You know, I've I've pulled up, you know, I've seen James McCann's Grand Slam home run many a time against LSU with two outs in the bottom of the ninth to win that game, and then we went on to sweep that series. And, uh, you know, there's always things like that, the walk-off double by Andrew Dahr against Florida State uh, to get us to the College World Series down in, Tallahassee. I mean, those are things that jump out, but there were a lot of games. There were regular season games that turned a series or turned maybe even a year. And I think about the Auburn game last year on the road, we had to play a doubleheader because of weather on Friday. And we blew a a lead in the the first game. And Campbell pitched a great game, and we let it slip away. And we were just about to lose the second game of that doubleheader. And our guys hung in there and and fought, and we ended up winning that game in, like, 14 innings, and then we whipped them again on Sunday, won that series, and we played great the rest of the season. So uh, there's a lot of them that that stand out to me, and it's fun to watch them every now and then. But usually it's just kind of head down, moving forward, and I think it'll be something that I'll get a chance to do, reflect on, you know, when, when I'm done one day.
0: Yeah, well, that's good to hear because I know that a lot of Razorback fans, especially during this time when there's no baseball, they like to kind of go back on YouTube and watch a lot of highlights, a lot of the great moments of Razorback baseball because there's been so many great games, and you mentioned a few of them. But out of curiosity, one of the games I wanted to mention to you and just get uh, your reflections on it, my favorite game that I ever watched live was in 2009 in the College World Series where Brett Eibner hit a two-run shot to tie the game against Virginia. Uh, Razorbacks ended up winning in extra innings. You had chances where Virginia had bases loaded and you made plays. It was just one of the best games I've ever seen. Looking back on a game like that, too, where it just seemed like you, you guys never gave up, you never quit, you made the clutch plays when it happened. Those are the types of moments I think Razorback fans will always enjoy the most, too, because it shows the toughness of these teams that are under you and how it, they seem like they always make sure to make the plays when they matter the most.
1: Well, that game you're mentioning is one of the greatest games I've ever been a part of. Um, I think back, uh, you know, we had to, we had to bring in Dallas Keuchel uh, out of the bullpen and we were trying to save him for the next game if we won it. Um, cause we were going to play LSU who had, uh, who had seven left handed hitters in their lineup and we really just wanted not to pitch him, but, uh, you know, when, when Ivner hit that two-run homer in the, uh, in the bottom, I think you know, it was in the top of the ninth, uh, he fouled off two or three pitches, and then he hit one about as far as you can hit it, almost out of the stadium with Rosenblatt, right underneath the left field scoreboard that was way out there be, uh, behind the seats. Uh, we ended up, a couple innings later, we had to turn the bases loaded double play with one out, or they had to won the game. And Tim Carver stayed in front of the ball. Kind of chested it up and then flipped it to uh, second base on for the double play and you know Carper he was uh, he was our backup short Sorry. <laughs> we really come through in the clutch and you have to think about the Baylor regional game three it went extra innings and we won one to nothing we turned two double plays in that game they had runners all over the bases the whole game. And we just kept getting out of jams, and we finally got a big hit and beat them. And honestly, they were an incredible team. They probably could have won it all in Omaha. They rolled through the Big Twelve. I think they went like twenty-six and three or twenty-six and two in league play. Uh, but yeah, we could we could go through a lot of those games. There's been a lot of those big moments in Razorback baseball.
0: I know, and it's always fun to relive them, that is for sure, Coach. Dave Van Horn of the Arkansas Razorback baseball team. Really appreciate it, Coach. Enjoy your time. I know you're still going to find ways to stay busy, but hopefully we can all end this soon and things can get back to normal.
1: All right, guys, I appreciate it. You guys uh, stay safe. We'll talk with you later.